0: Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning, LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of our Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Kenitra kiki And today's topic, we're going to talk about Or is the millennial impact in the workplace, um, which you know is a huge experience with what's going on in our society right now. Um, For the first time ever, we have five generations that are currently active in the workplace working together, um, and the millennial generation is the largest age group in the u.s labor force so it's very important that we talk about the impact that they do have in the workplace as well as other societal things that we want to bring in that affects millennials viewpoint as well so before we jump into today's topic, I'm gonna to go ahead and give our panelists the opportunity to introduce themselves. We have some great panel of experts to talk about this. So um, I will let y'all go ahead and get started. We're gonna start with Tate, cause he is um, not in studio with us. So I, I wanna make sure that he is heard from first. So hi Tate, thank you for joining.
2: You. I appreciate that. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Tate Brooks, uh, Assistant Director for Diversity and Inclusion, um, in Florida, uh, at Florida International University, also known as FIU, uh, we're the largest institution in South Florida. I'm originally from Texas though, I keep forgetting to mention that, but I just so happen to be in Florida for now. Um, I oversee all of the program and initiatives related to diversity and inclusion uh, for our faculty, staff, and students. Um, and I also work very closely with human resources for uh, recruitment for diverse employees and retainment of those employees as well.
1: Great. Thank you, Tate, so much, and thank you for joining us. I know that you're going to be able to bring in a lot of knowledge because you're at the college. so And and that's where a lot of our younger generations are, so thank you so much. Um, John and Katie are in studio with us, so um, whoever would like to go first, please go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: Want me to? Okay. So I'm Katie Minsky, and I'm the HR manager at Valero Energy, uh, specifically here at our Houston refinery and um, I work with the employees, I work with recruiting, and so I have a, we also represent our DE and I as well and, um, and just enjoy working with our people. Great,
1: thank you.
3: And my name is John Jacobs. I am the director of K twelve and Justice at a backbone organization called Up Partnerships in San Antonio, Texas. Specifically, I oversee the My Brothers Keeper work for working directly with our boys and young men of color, and our restorative practice work in our city. So, uh, some great work, and I am a proud cusper. Uh, (laughs) I cross between. I feel like I'm an older uh, millennial, but also uh, was. Uh, I'm older brothers that are Xers, so I'm impacted by both generations, so I'm happy to have this conversation.
1: Great. I, I feel you on that cusper. I feel like I need to declare who I am, too.
0: <laughs> I represent the Gen X generation, so cl- technically probably a cusper, but I I recognize more with the Gen X generation. Great.
1: Great. Tate, do you want to claim your generation?
2: Sure. I'm a proud millennial, and I'm a true, I'm an 89, so right there in the middle.
1: <laughs> I myself am, am a cusper as well. I think they're calling them zennials now, that oh. are the, the mix of uh, Gen X and Fancy. the millennial. I love Genial, that. I love right? That. So, yeah. So, briefly, I just want to mention there are other, you know, the other generations. So, we're talking about five generations in the workplace. Of mm-hmm. course, there's traditionalists, um, the baby boomers, Generation X, which Katie has claimed <laughs> to, millennials, and then the newest generation that's entering the workplace. Uh, Forced because they are at the age of about 25 right now, is Generation Z, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So those are our five generations. But specifically, we're talking about millennials today because, like we said, they're the largest age group in the the U.S. labor force, and they currently occupy more than 35 percent of the U.S. workforce. So um, let's talk about the characteristics of a millennial. Um, and how their characteristics really impact the workforce in the workplace. So what do you feel are some of the characteristics that stand out to you about a millennial? And what, how does those characteristics impact how they do work, how they interact with others in the workplace, mm-hmm. and so on?
3: Can I can I uh, share something let me kind of kind of set some some ground rules that generational studies and generational conversations is just that it's a generational conversation mm-hmm. it's generalization is not to say that everybody in this generation acts or believes a certain thing. So I want to be careful when we're, we're using these topics. This is to talk about just a way for us to frame the conversation. Yes. So I wouldn't approach any any millennial and be like, oh, you feel and you say this. No, this is just for us to have a, a, a greater understanding to frame this generation. But to your question, millennials in the workplace, they might be more considerate about their work-life balance. Um, um, they're thinking about uh, home life. They're more. Uh, they might be more health conscious about what goes in their body, goes out their body. Um, these people are young people. They ask the question: Why? When? What? Often um, uh, they do do is what I the do. What I say now is what I do. Kind of thing doesn't work for them. They model. You have to model the work for them to follow. Uh, and, and and they want to be heard. They they are um, they are they have been most at ad, more advocate than the, have more advocacy minded than others um more specifically on social media uh not that others weren't but they um they might consider uh speaking up as important for them to fight for injustice and what's important to them and yes. and, and and speaking out um, is really important to them they grew up with uh um team summit and and and, uh, mm-hmm. and and those things where you are really vocal about how you feel and what you say. So, that is a general how we grew up and things you kind of can see about some and most um, uh, millennials.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think also this generation, I mean, they grew up being um, part of the family conversation, right? They were part of let's discuss together where we're going to go on vacation. When I grew up, it was wherever the military moved us. Right. Um, but this, this generation now, they've been part of family conversations. Um, They were talking to adults like peers. And so now they come into the workplace and they're talking to upper management, like, hey, that's Mike. I mean, you mean Mr. So-and-so, CEO of the company? And they're like, oh no, Mike, right? Or they're talking to their boss and they're wondering why they're not a part of some conversations. And it's, well, and that mindset of, you're still you're early, early professional in the conversation, right? But they've grown up being Big a politics. part of those conversations. Yeah, mm-hmm. So it, it starts to transition into the workplace and the uh, baby boomers are the ones that raised this generation. Mm-hmm. So now they're coming into the workplace and baby boomers are like, wait, that's how I treat you at home. But in the workplace, I need you to be like a baby boomer mm-hmm. in a sense. And so there's that sense of a need for a transition and finding that common ground with the with both of the generations
1: all Mm
3: -hmm. the generations
1: that's great that's great yeah tate do you have anything um to add to the our list of characteristics we're building
2: no i think they are pretty much you know besides the fact that millennials you know was raised in the best era with music so And we got the best sitcoms, you know, the 90s sitcoms. No. Before, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's great. And, and, you know, the further, you know, for the point, I know we said, like, everybody's characteristics are different yes. and stuff. But what's great is that millennials, went through shared life experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So... We saw 9-11, you yes. know, we've seen um, the recent happenings of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And we've been through now a pandemic and, mm-hmm. and everything from an older viewpoint where we're adults and we're living through that as well. So we've all all of our age, the millennial age group has been through shared life experiences that I feel that has helped to shape us right into who we are and uh, we can say that about every generation you know from Mm. the great depression to um you know the the civil rights act generation as well we've Mm. all been through our shared experiences um one of the things katie that you said is like baby boomers like this at work and so you know that could create some diversity related tension mm-hmm. in the workplace when you have millennials and baby boomers working together and they want different things or they ask for different things in the workplace as well. What are some of the diversity related tensions maybe that you've experienced personally with another generation or that a millennial has experienced with another generation in the workplace and give us some advice on how to overcome those mm-hmm. barriers. So I think, you know, you
0: look at the baby boomer generation, that they were a generation that for them to succeed and to climb the ladder, they came in early, worked all day, stayed late to be able to.
3: That part. okay Okay.
0: yeah. (laughs) You're on the right track. (laughs) So that was the way that they progressed through the organization. And so now you got this group of baby boomers that um, that's how they did it. And then you got these Gen Xers there that we're just kind of along for the ride. We're in the middle, and then you got this big group of millennials that are coming in, and they're ready just to move up and be the next president, be the next manager, be the next director. And these baby boomers are senior going like, "Wait a minute, you haven't you haven't done your time yet. I had to do all of this." And along the way, they're also saying, "And by the way, I don't want to come in early, and I don't want to stay late." I have this time, and also I want my lunch time, and don't call me at night or in the weekends. Mm-hmm. Yes. And these baby boomers are like, no, 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 that, that that's not how it goes, mm-hmm. right? And so it's having, I think, some of that understanding. So I even remember one time, um, I had a, a peer who was a baby boomer, and as a Gen Xer, we. Gen Xers tend to also want their work life balance. So, millennials brought that into the workplace, but Gen Xers started that trend, right? Mm-hmm. But they, millennials just had a bigger number. So, they came in with more power. Mm-hmm. Gen Xers are like, we're trying, we're trying. Mm-hmm. And then the millennials come in with the numbers to say, and the more visibility, because now people have been talking about this. What are we going to do with these millennials? Mm-hmm. And now the millennials are here, right? So you got this. So anyways, back to my story, sorry. Uh, so the Gen X or the baby boomer would come in in the morning, be here early. I would come in and a little early too, right? Work my day and she would still be there. And I remember one day, like she kind of had this um, moment of just overwhelming and frustration. And I said to her, I was like, well, why why don't you go home when you're supposed to? Mm-hmm. And she just had this moment of like, what, what do you mean? I need to be here. And she said, if I don't do it today, it's going to be here tomorrow. And I was like, exactly. It'll be here tomorrow. Like you got to find that balance. And it was this moment where I saw a clear difference just because of our preferences. Yeah. And so now as I've progressed in my career, I'm also able to see like, oh, I get what she means too, right? Like I'm now having to not that I didn't before, but even do even longer hours or mm-hmm. I've learned how to balance it. And I think these millennials coming into the workplace, they're they're still coming in. They haven't learned that lesson mm-hmm. yet, right? So they're still wanting to have that flexibility and that time off to go travel Europe. Mm-hmm. And now they're coming into the workplace, but now there's some structure and there's some expectations. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a combination of all the generations just being aware because I don't think there's a single baby boomer that if you told them take extra vacation time, they'd be like, no, I'm good. Right. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants time off. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just one being aware Mm -hmm. it's having those conversations. It's setting expectations for your employees Mm -hmm. or what the structure, what the organization that they're in um, for how they frame it and what the culture is, and then just setting those expectations.
3: Mm-hmm. That's really good. You know, I, I want to add, pick off. That's a great story. Uh, Thanks. I, I, I've been there, uh, and um, so I want to frame a little bit uh, that I'm, I am a, I'm, I'm a millennial, uh, and uh, and I have a child that is now Generation Alpha.
1: Yes, it's a new, the new generation. Yes.
3: So if you think other people are scary, wait, wait for this new generation. I don't know what I'm, I'm, I'm raising the child, so I don't know what's going to come out. So pray for me. <laughs> but um. You know, millennials are in, we're, in late, we're coming up to 40. Like, I'm I'm, 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 that at, I'm that. at 40, right? <laughs> so what, what does that mean? Like, that means we've been in the workforce for a little bit. Like, for, so this conversation is not about, oh, I'm surprised. You probably have had several conversations. You need to get over yourself or figure it out or have come to a consensus with millennials. Because we've been here for a little bit. You know, most of them are now moving. We may not be at C-suite, but we are mid manager we either are going to mid-management or we are mid-management right now, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh so yes, I, we want our voice to be heard because now we've been we got 10, 15 years in the game now. So at this point, yeah. it's like this is how we this is this is our values. Um, this is what we're we'll bring to the table. There's a lot of us. So, you know, I know you want to buck you think we're bucking against the policy, but let's do some policy shifts, yeah, let's do some system right. shifts because. Now there's more of us. That now there now we kind of inundated the the, the population and 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 the organization. And I have to add in regards to a story, I had a boss uh, that would use these terms that were that were interesting. Uh, she would use the terms, uh, "We're going to help them find happiness elsewhere," hmm. right? Versus. You know, there's these things, coaching up and coaching in, yes. coaching, uh, coaching them into a space where they can be productive. But we use yeah. terms like, and she was a, she was a, a, a she was a cusper between extra and baby boomer, but using words like finding help, finding uh, happiness elsewhere. But it, that was just a a cop out saying, I just don't want to do the work.
1: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm not interested
3: in developing others. I just want to get the work done. Right, and mm-hmm. so those things from Lino that rubs us differently, uh, uh, and that rubs us bad way, and we wonder why we have this thing called the Great Recession and the Great Transition or whatever Illumination, the quiet whatever, quitting, the, all that. All we wonder why all that's happening is because we're having these generational challenges. That could be they're having generational challenges and not accepting the fact that these generations are here, they've been here, or they're coming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Tate, I'd love to hear from you from a university standpoint, because, you know, you're growing now, your faculty and your staff are becoming millennials as well. They're teaching classes, so they're college professors. Also, Mm -hmm. what has the impact been like that in the university setting um, where maybe your older professors are retiring and you have newer professors coming in as well, newer administrators? What has that been
2: like? Yeah, it's definitely been a learning curve for everyone. Um, I think that the pandemic um, in many ways showed us that we had to be innovative whether we wanted to or not, because technology has been one of the main concerns that has been a um, a, a slight tension for older faculty and those who are younger who just come in kind of knowing things and just getting it done, right? So even when it comes to some of the equity and curriculum and even syllabi uh, uh, creations, so one of the things that we did at our institution was um, create like an inclusive, uh, curriculum workshop. And we talked to some of the faculty members and we asked them to bring their syllabus. And so for us to look at it, to review it, to see if it's accessible for all students to see if they're they're using inclusive language. And and of course we have pre-training prior to, you know, this actual, uh, exercise. And one gentleman who taught, um, I believe it was sociology, but he's been a professor for 25 years and he has not changed his syllabus since. And so and he was not willing to change it. And it was interesting because I was like, well, the student that you were teaching in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty-one at the time is not the same student that you was teaching in nineteen eighty 1980 or nineteen eighty-nine or nineteen ninety, right? Like people have evolved and the the classroom has changed a little bit. And so you know, we're asking, you know, that you kind of rethink some of the language that you're using or, you know, allowing people to really feel more welcome by just looking at your syllabus and being more um, you know, included. Right. Um, and there was this resistance. But I think that a way to meet people where they are is to know that they have a value to add as well, because me as a person coming in i don't know what it's like to teach a sociology class and from his perspective i don't know what it's like to even change a syllabus it might be a daunting task for him to think about it right um but to, to provide support and to say hey we're here to support you That's i have great. other faculty members here who have already done it right and they have been in the in the game just as long as you and look how they change their syllabus and having that that culture of support and and those colleagues because i will say faculty members like to Sometimes hear from other faculty members and not a staff or administrator, and so it's it's good to find those advocates who are faculty members sometimes to speak the faculty language, if you will, and so that's been helpful. But you know, another I have another story real quick. One thing that came up that I really saw uh, the generational difference was during the search committee. Uh, we was having a meeting. We were going over applicants and resumes, and one, um, and I know for sure he. Has to be a traditionalist, or maybe he's a um, baby, or maybe baby mover. But he mentioned he said, "I don't know about this candidate because they have moved around a lot." Um, And from based off their resume, they may have stayed at a a job maybe two years and things like that. And so the rest of us, half of us, was kind of like, "Well, look what they have done in two years, right?" So we were looking at what they have done in that amount of time versus how long they've been at a job because. Um, FIU funding has been around for 50 years. He has been there for 47 of those years. And so it was interesting to hear his perspective because he's like, no, you know, this doesn't really establish any like trust or any, um, any identity or historical um, um, Knowledge that this person may have of a of a job, and so I think that this should be, you know, a part of the consideration. And so, and so it's interesting when you think about the way millennials are saying, and hey, I don't have to be a job for ten to fifteen years. If I can do what I need to do in that two to three year stand, and I did, and I left a legacy, I'm moving on to the next best thing, or I'm moving on to something that's more challenging, or something that's going to allow me to be more freeing. So I think that's also interesting, too, to think about the quality of time versus the quant- versus how many years you've been at, a, at an establishment. That's great, Tate. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's really good. And and it brings up the whole aspect of millennials bringing in a new form of innovation, mm-hmm. new ideas, yeah. right? You said like the job hopping. I don't know how many times I've heard older generations say you're moving around too much. You're supposed yeah. to be able- for 10 plus years, and then you move to the next job, right, where millennials are taking opportunities that are presented to them to gain new skills and experiences, right? What is that impact of innovation, bringing in new ideas to organizations, to schools, to hiring processes? What does that look like? How do we overcome those barriers where our innovation is turned down at the door Mm -hmm. and shot
3: down? Yeah, you, you, that's great. I love that question. You know, this is not new. You know, other generations were doing this too. Yes. Let <laughs> me yes. frame this like, yes. you know, every yeah, When
0: the baby boomers came in, it was like, oh my God, <laughs> but, who are all these
3: They were at bell bottoms yes. and all yes. this stuff that they're doing. Every yes, exactly. generation shocks the previous generation. So we, we right. understand that. Um, it's just now innovation has moved so fast. Technology mm-hmm. has ramped it up. I mean, I mean. Who I mean, you don't have the iPhone one right now. You have the iPhone fifteen. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, and, yeah. and that was within a five year span, right? It's just things that technology is moving fast. I think that's the the struggle with other generation is how fast things are changing. It's not that it's changing; they get it. Things change, evolve, but do we have to change in two or three years? Right. So it's it's learning that um, change is happening so fast and getting used to change. And so what we can do is be open minded. To each other's thoughts and perspectives. Mm-hmm. We talked about that before in other podcasts. Is being open-minded to different directions, things, thoughts, and so if you're in, if you're, if you're feeling any a moment or a moment of anxiety, take a moment and take a deep breath and sit back and ask yourself, why do you feel that way about this new innovation? Mm-hmm. Is it is it is it the innovation or is it you? Right. Oh, that's we, a good question. We, don't, yeah. we just we want to to your point, we want to shut it at the door, but not take a moment and think about why. Why do we need to change or, ha- or what does it really do? Is it impacting the system or is it impacting you?
2: Mm-hmm. I think that would
3: be helpful. I mean, we the HR manager might have more ideas, but that's what I do. I take a mm-hmm. moment. I think. Let yeah, me breathe. Right. Let me not take it so sensitive. Don't take it so personal. Let me let me take a moment and, and just recalibrate. Maybe this yeah. is the change we need. No, you know? I
0: think that's great. And I think anytime that you're faced with something or there's something that you're especially as a leader in the organization and you're somebody's pushing or they're wanting to change something and your automatic answer is no. Hmm. It shouldn't be no. It should be like, well, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think about this generation as well, with these millennials, you know, they they're used to feedback. And so I think our, you know, the older generations the baby boomers, the Gen Xers, they've got to learn that they've got to engage in these conversations. And so when these millennials are coming to them with these ideas, they've got to be open minded, they've got to be able to talk about it. And then they've also got to be able to communicate either, not just saying like, No, we don't do that. But it's like, Hey, this is, this is why, let's look around and see how else could we utilize this? Or maybe not right now, but let's make sure we come back to that and let's talk about that again later. This may not be a priority in the organization now, but I think it's good that we're noting it and maybe we can bring that up in priorities, but there's gotta be a conversation versus yes. just, no, that's not how we're, we're changing. Things. We've been
1: on this system for 25 plus years. That's why right. would we hear your ideas for a new system? Right. It would be a pain to switch over, right? right. So those are things that are are happening. Tate, of course, do you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, no, I echo everything that everyone has said, and especially, you know, you hear the the old saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But I think some of the times that When you're trying to get people on your team um, who may have different perspectives how things should go is really also pulling out data and saying that well if we are going to trend in the way that's going to benefit our bottom line and benefit our overall organization we need to go a part of this trend and sometimes that's you know changing out some systems that's or being more inclusive in the way that we use systems and uh, in the way that we are trying to recruit more people right so institutions particularly if they want to grow, they have to be more innovative and they have to be on the trend because the more the generations are coming up behind us, millennials and Gen Gen Zers, and I think you said Alpha, all these other folks, they are gonna be way more innovative. They're going to be way more inclusive. I think we was on a topic about inclusive bathrooms, which is a hot topic on our campus. And there was stark differences. There was major uh, opposites. Intentions, but at the end of the day, one of the things that we brought up into the meeting was that, hey, our students who are Gen Zers, we put out a stat and said over five percent of them, right, identify as gender non-binary, right, and so that that is only going to grow as they begin to matriculate through our institution, as as more students come in, right. So they're going to be asking for these institutional uh, structures to be to put in place, right, inclusive bathrooms. Um, and the inclusive language and syllabi and things like that. So how about we just go ahead and beat the curve, right? Go ahead and, and go and beat that, right? By going ahead and putting those structures into place. And so, you know, and then again, again, keeping some of the traditions of the institution in place so that the old folks or the folks who really want the tradition to be, you know, steadfast to understand that it's still there, right? We're just changing it a bit. We're just being a little bit more innovative in the way that we do our tradition. So. Again, getting people on your end, on your on your side by using statistics and um, meeting them where they are.
0: And can some, I just want to come back to something you said that was so I thought it was so good. Of like, you have to reflective. Is it you, right? So a, mm-hmm. a story popped into my mind of. We I think that's so important because I had the other day one of my employees we were talking about something and she gave out this idea and I had this moment of like this is a vulnerable moment for me. But she had same this place, moment. She had this moment where she gave this idea and I had this moment back of like Why didn't I think of that? You know, and then I was like, you know, I got to let her run with it. Let her do it. Let's come up with it. But I think that that's also important, right? Sometimes when they're throwing out these ideas that we might have a a pride moment of like, you know what? That wasn't my idea. No, we're not going with that. But instead, we got to be open to those ideas and put our pride aside and be like, okay, they are younger. They know more like what's going on. They're (laughs) more innovative. They are more aware. They, they know Mm -hmm. of these things that I've never even like heard of. Mm -hmm. So yeah, why not? Let's bring that in and let's add that different level of energy that I think that they bring. Mm -hmm. I was in a meeting the other day, we had our volunteer council committee meeting and I, you know, I go in there and, um, And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I look around and I'm like, I feel so old, right? I was just like this old moment. They're all young professionals. And all of a sudden I realized that shift of my role is now more to sit back and listen and let them do. And I'm more here to say like, oh, let's let's rethink that, right? And just give it some guidance. And I think that's something too that those in the older generation, we've got to like let them do and then just give some boundaries and just shape it just to keep it in line a little bit. But let's see what they can, let's see what millennials can do and what they have been doing to your point for the last 10 years. They have been doing, let's let them continue
3: to do. And for millennials and Gen Zs, specific millennials, we have to learn to honor. That's right. Because we will be, old at some point point. Mm. Yes. and we right. only want someone to honor and highlight the work that we've done too. So we can't be so too, too in the weeds that we forget, wait a minute, there was somebody who laid the the, the, the groundwork too as well. Um, and so that's important, specifically for millennials, as we are getting, aging into different spaces that we honor the generation that came before us.
1: Yes. We're coming towards an end to our our episode today, but I do want to bring up one last question and get everybody's kind of advice on. So, we talk, you know, we're talking about Gen Z, and we are, millennials are moving into those leadership positions. I just want to let everybody know, watch out, we're coming. So, we're coming for those, we're here and we're coming for those C suite positions. Um, So, with that being said, what do you think, or how do you feel, Gen Z? is going to think about millennial leaders, what impact are we having on that next generation? Are they going to think about us like baby boomers? Are they going to appreciate us? What do you feel like we're doing to impact that Gen Z generation that's following behind millennials?
3: I honestly think that Gen Zs are rolling their eyes right now because we're always talking about millennials and baby boomers. Yeah. We're always, and though they're, they're like, Whatever, like they don't care about that. They just want to get the work done. They just want to uh, 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 to live. And uh, this new generation um, is really engaged uh, on their fingers. Their fingers are their advocacy. They're typing and tweeting and. Of doing videos, their imagery and their artistry is to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, they will design a video in five seconds and, and, and it'll go viral in ten seconds. You know, and so um, I think that this generation is standing on the outside watching us, but they're not really interested in modeling our behavior. Mm. They're watching the way we're acting mm-hmm. but are going in a different direction.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think um baby boomers and millennials really um represent each other right they're right. very they're both very let's get together as a group let's talk let's let's do get things together right yeah. and they're very competitive and they're very collaborative mm-hmm. and so um and then you got your gen xers that are like let me just do my job and I'm good right a right. very independent generation that grew up being latchkey kids, kids. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Yeah. so they're very They're very um, independent, and I think Gen Z is mirroring a lot of Gen X in that sense of, like, we grew up playing video games with each other virtually and doing a lot of stuff on our own right. and phones. And, let's
1: keep it with yeah, social media that's and, right. And electronics yeah. and technology.
0: And so I think that they do probably feel that, right? Of like, who cares about the millennials, right? Like, okay, y'all go do your thing, have your group stuff, save the world, you know, do all that stuff. <laughs> we're going to do whatever we want. We're just going to do what we need to do, get it yeah. done, and then let's move forward. Yes. And so um, I think, it, I think it'll be very interesting to see we already have some of those young professionals yes, coming do. into the workplace that they are just very independent they're very much like i'm gonna get my job done and i'm well i'm here i'm doing a great job and, I, and i'm good right and so i think it'll be interesting to see
2: yeah yeah I, w- I would just say i think perhaps i'm a little bit more optimistic i think that millennials and gen zers have a sense of cohesion um i do believe that we are the ones who built the plane and we are still building as we are yet learning and 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 making ourselves available to the new ways of innovation. But I think it's going to be the Gen Zers that are going to fly the plane and they are going to really take it off and really be able to actually implement some of the things that we are uh, yet learning and, and unlearning, right? Because a lot of us are yet trying to uproot some of the things that baby boomers, our parents, and things like that have, you know, taught us that we realize that, mm, I think I'm in direct opposition of that or i'm in resistance of that right and so some of the things that we are unlearning and uprooting i think some of the the general Zers just naturally don't have and so they are like okay we we'll see where you all are going and we're just going to take it from here and take it off and so i'm very optimistic and and really really uh truly impressed by some of the gen z's i work with some currently and they are quite innovative and they are quite uh yeah. remarkable when it comes to doing things quickly and efficiently so yeah I'm yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think that's, I think that's a great analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have so many more questions. We could keep going on and on because I want to talk about social media impact and so forth. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to do another session on this. Um, but thank you all to all our panelists for joining us today for talking about millennials impact in the workplace. And with that, I am signing off.
3: So
2: Bye bye. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.